Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Trichy. This is the episode on self-belief. Sid and I talk about factors that can help or harm one's belief in oneself, and some tips to continue believing in yourself when times get tough. Of course, Sid also talks about stories in his personal and professional journeys that highlight how he's developed such a resilient belief in self. That is my favorite part of the episode, by the way. Enjoy. One of the most important things what the students uh, need to have, or even a student or a professional needs to have, mm-hmm. is belief. Um, in my many interactions with uh, students um, in colleges, universities, and multitude of people whom I've interviewed over the years, um, I feel one of the core deficient areas, uh, which the student community largely has, is belief or believing mm-hmm. in, them, in themselves. So why so? It's because of the people and the environment um, and the, the fundamental lack of knowledge in terms of how to build how to build belief how to build on belief right first of all understanding what is belief and then trying to build mm-hmm. on it right um, so that's what i feel um, so building on belief is one of the core skills which is needed throughout your career throughout your lifetime right um, whether it is personal or professional it's so important um, i believe um, this particular conversation should really help uh, demystifying uh, what belief uh, means and um, so the way I would define it is um, it's, it's, um, uh, uh, it's, it's, some, it's a must-have skill which is very, very foundational to your success. Mm-hmm. And, and so in, in an effort to demystify this concept, as you said, what are some factors that can contribute to a belief in yourself? Okay, so let's define uh, what belief means by itself. Um, so belief, what it means is when you, when we as individuals and or you as an individual uh, believes in a statement that it's true uh, or you know that something exists and it is possible to achieve, right? That's what belief means. So uh, let's think about it, how, how we can break it down, right? Um, you can break down belief as intrinsic and extrinsic. This is how I think about it. Uh, there must be uh, various different ways to think about it, but this is how I believe. Um, so first thing is extrinsic. Extrinsic is um, um, people around you who infuse positive influence in you, like uh, your parents, teachers, coaches, friends, uh, all of those, right? And intrinsic is... When, when people around you uh, infuse you with positive influence, uh, you start believing in it, right? You, you start um, counting on it and you start thriving on it and you start adding more skills. You, you start getting, um, you, you start putting in more focus and you start working on that particular skill, right? And that's where a positive mindset comes into play um, and uh, you start thinking, uh, in and you you start thinking and putting specific focus in an area of growth, right? Um, so a positive mind um, is is focused on uh, area of growth. A negative mind uh, thinks about degrowth. So and, and again, uh, I would go back to uh, uh, defining belief as uh, in a way that belief is um, 
like motivation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, Zig Ziglar says this, you know, motivation is is uh, is like a daily shower. You got to take every, you got to take a daily shower every day, and you got to have a dose of motivation. It's fundamentally the same way that um, be- belief also uh, is something f- you need to reaffirm every day, and just so that you get better with it every day. Mm. Right. Um, your parents play uh, a very important role uh, in the belief system. Um, so, in personally, in my life, um, I feel, uh, or I'm, I'm very um, fortunate to have parents uh, who were exceptional parents who infused a lot of belief in me. Now, um, my dad, um, who was my hero, um, he was a farmer, he was a driver, and did all the odd jobs. Uh, as a parent, right, he never, ever got angry at me, even once throughout my life, right? And uh, he, he used to call me a hero, uh, big, broad, contagious smile, very positive attitude, uh, contagiously positive, uh, and parallel work ethic, giving it heart. And so here's what he does, all right? Um, he he wakes up every morning uh, before the sunrise, and he's out of the house. And I've never seen him every, any any. Any day in the morning when I got up, I was a kid when I was a kid or I was growing up while I was in college. Um, But that gave me a belief that, you know what, hard work pays off no matter what. So that's something which I've ingrained as a belief. And that's one of the reasons why I'm an early riser. So that's that's where you get it from. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got it. And and so so I I like that you specified the types of belief with the extrinsic and intrinsic being two of the major ones. And, and just, to, just to go back to that a little bit, um, so extrinsic belief, if I have it right, is fueled by the people that you surround yourself with. Is that correct? Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then intrinsic, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, the, it's the people you surround with and the environment what you live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your environment plays a very important role in contributing to your belief. Okay. You may have, uh, you may have intrinsically, um, you may have belief, but if you're not in the right ecosystem, uh, it's not going to, you, you will continuously be eroding your belief. Please go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, okay, good. So, so let's say that your environment isn't the most ideal to foster this type of uh, self-belief. What are some things that a person could do to help change their environment so that it that it does foster this this uh, self belief? Right. So you got to be focused in terms of changing the environment. Right. So so your question is around fundamentally. If you do, if you're not in the right ecosystem, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if you're not in the right ecosystem, a um, there, there are various things what you can do. Uh, first thing is you want to make sure sh- we've got to work towards uh, people uh, because it's a, people also fall in the um, extrinsic um, ecosystem, right? So you got to within the ecosystem what you are in, you got to make sure that you are able to get somebody, if, whether it's your parents or your family, friends, coaches, teachers, whoever it is, uh, who are. Um, in the in a position to at least give you to 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 help you get out of that ecosystem, 
right? Your ecosystem could be bad, uh, but you need to get some bare help here and there so that it can it can give you the energy to get out of that particular ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So it is so important to have at least a, a buddy, a, a friend of yours who is helping you get out of the ecosystem. So help is something which is very, very important uh, to, to, to get you out of that situation, right? And another thing is, and you got to be intentional about how is it that I'm going to get out of this? You got to replace your, you got to reposition yourself from that kind of a situation into a into an environment which can help you thrive. Okay. And going back to the ideas of our previous episode, which was intentional growth, does does intentional growth essentially act as a fuel for self belief? Um, well, I I totally agree. Um, that uh, belief is the fuel to intentional growth. Um, why so? Again, uh, this is like a, a virtuous cycle. Mm -hmm. um, imagine you have a certain skill as a kid uh, in college or as you've grown up in a work environment, in a professional environment. Imagine there is a particular skill um, and you, you are being well appreciated by your peers or people around you. Um, when 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 you're appreciated by people around you or people who have invested in you and who are genuinely interested in your success um what happens is there is a there is an immediate motivation it's an immediate fuel what you get um to actually energize yourself to get to the next level so with that motivation you start intentionally investing in that particular skill and you keep growing on that particular skill right um, I can talk a little bit about uh, some of the experiences. How do you, how do you uh, uh, better explain this, right? Um, just recently, I heard this particular podcast. Uh, this is about uh, Admiral uh, William McRaven. Uh, have you heard of, the, uh, of this uh, Admiral? I have not. Oh, just an amazing conversation. It was there on uh, the Learning Leader show. Um, and... Um, and what I'd heard about Admiral McRaven was about his uh, the, the speech which went very viral, um, the the speech what he had given at um, uh, University of Texas, right? Uh, make your make your bed um, every day in the morning. So, um, so Admiral McRaven, to his credit, he has just some amazing uh, background. Uh, he was the one who who led the the uh, Osama bin Laden uh, raid in 2011, um, rescuing Captain Philip, um, oh, wow. and then the University of Texas. Uh, so just an outstanding podcast. But one of the most important things what, he's, uh, what he mentioned in that particular podcast was um, he was a, a runner at school, and he was trying to break his uh, school record in running a mile um, under four, um, running a mile. And um, there was a particular uh, record around three, three minutes, 56 seconds. And, um, just before the uh, final race, uh, he didn't do so well. He was uh, still about six seconds over or something like that. But it was wow. very important for him. Uh, one of the, not his athletic coach, but there was a football coach whom he never knew. He had called him the night before uh, the final race. And he said, um, William, you, you're just an amazing runner. You can do it. Go do it. 
America and I'm rooting for you. So William uh, Admiral was like so charged as a youngster that, you know what, somebody else believes in me and I got to make that as my belief. So it's just the inspiration which really led him to go on and break that record the next day. So the reason why I say that is it's a, it's a positive influence um, uh, from the outside, which has given him the opportunity, which gave that kid an opportunity to really focus on what he has to achieve the next day. And it's, it becomes an intention, right? Um, there are several examples what we can talk um, about how um, um, actually uh, belief becomes belief is the fuel for intentional growth. Uh, like for example, right? Uh, there's, there's like uh, growing up as a kid. Um, again, I was um, in my in my seventh grade or eighth grade is when right around that time frame is when I really picked up uh, cricket. But before that, I knew zilch. I, I hadn't played at all. But uh, because I was ambidextrous, and one of the days I was I was just and that that's the first time ever. Uh, in cricket, right? Uh, you in India, you play what is called a street cricket all the time, right? That's that's the extent uh -huh. of what you play, right in front of your houses and yards and things like that. Uh, but for the first time, I ever played uh, with all padded up in a in a in a proper setting uh, in the school, and no technique at all, zero technique, because I didn't I didn't go for any coaching or anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the coaches who was overseeing that, he saw me and he came and he said, uh, you're a left-hander and uh, there is no other left-hander in the team, All right? And uh, I think you'll have a great career ahead and I want you to focus on this. So I immediately quit basketball as a sport. <laughs> I started playing. <laughs> started playing cricket and I just invested my time in cricket all along and that took me to playing uh, cricket for my college and all of that. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's another story which I wanted to say. Yeah. Well, in, in both those stories, it's, it's incredible how just a few words or a converse, like a small conversation had the power to change so much. Agree. Absolutely. It is. I think it is so important as parents, very, very well cited, uh, uh, Jovi. I think um, as parents, right, if we just continue to infuse uh, that kind of positivity in kids, words of positivity, um, it just takes the kids a long way. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to move forward uh, with, with the conversation and talk a little bit about when self-belief can get damaged. And so we've discussed the factors, the intrinsic and extrinsic factors, you know, being the people around you and your internal motivation. And, you know, let's assume that those are all functioning properly. But something happens, you know, like I said before, you know, just as a few words can send somebody to the moon, let's say, right. yep. motivationally, uh, words unfortunately can also have the opposite effect. Where, where just a few words can totally sink you to the bottom of the ocean. Absolutely. So, so how do you shake off that, that hit in your self-belief if and when that happens? Let's yeah. say it's a mentor, a teacher, a parent, somebody, they say something to you that maybe they think is going to help you, but 
eventually it, it ends up hurting your self-esteem or your belief in yourself. How do you get over that and get back to where you were before? Right. So I, I would first say that metaphorically, metaphorically, you got to imagine this way. Um, and majority of the times, how do you get hit and uh, it, it hit on your belief system is belief is uh, when people uh, are negative around you and when people pass on negative comments, even a small negative comment uh, is just going to uh, deteriorate your belief. Um, and uh, so, so how do how do you guard yourself or prevent? Right. Uh, first and foremost is uh, to 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 everybody who is listening. The way you want to think about is think about uh, a, a dog coming out of water, coming out of like uh, a lake. The moment it comes out of a lake, it it uh, shrugs it off. It shakes off every bit of water uh, on its uh, on its uh, on its on its skin, right? And similarly, uh, a bird which comes out of a bird path, uh, the bird is just shrugging off every droplet of water. And that you got to be focused on how is it that you can get every drop of every ounce of negativity which actually uh, gets onto you. So it's it's so important that you got you 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 need to have that image in your mind. Personally, that's the way I've thought about it. Every time, and I don't know why the story is so stuck to my head. That every time when I hear somebody negative naysayers who are surrounded, who talk to me uh, with negativity, uh, the first thing what I do is as soon as I hear the conversation, I take a moment to think about it and just imagine that image and automatically it goes away. <laughs> so it is so vivid in my mind. I just wanted to state that. Well, yeah, has it, has it somewhat turned into a habit for you at this point? Exactly, yeah. That, that's the way it is. And mm -hmm. even right now, every conversation, when I, when I come out of a conversation and if I felt there was something negative about it, I feel that uh, I can visualize that a dog coming out of a lake and, or a bird bath and I'm <laughs> just shrugging it off. In the beginning of this conversation to now, the the idea of the power of words uh, keeps coming up. Very true. Right? Based on what you've just said, uh, it's it's definitely still a hard process, but but the solution to me, it seems, to to get over this type of um this this type of negative yeah. hit on your self belief. Seems relatively simple. If it, not to say that yeah, it's yeah. easy, but, but it does seem simple, doesn't it? Um, it it's yeah, it's relatively. Um, so it's not that easy. I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is a simple tip through which we can achieve that, right? Uh, but there are various other things what you may have to do. Um, uh, I go back to the qu previous question. What you had, what you asked me is, uh, how do you change the ecosystem? You, you are living in a negative ecosystem. So how do you uh, how do you get out of it? So we we can we can talk through this in terms of um, th this is what getting out of a, a just one negative situation is just the analogy what I spoke about. You can think through that, but there are various other steps and measures what you can do, uh, which can really help you get out of those kind of situations. Okay, um, so when you talk about um, so how how does how does um, uh, the belief system get damaged? It's primarily because of the people and the environment around you. Um, so if you're surrounded by people who are 
who are negative and naysayers, uh, it will shake up your belief. You are going to have that. If you have consistently, so for example, uh, you live in an environment where it's toxic, um, there's uh, whether it's a professional environment or as a student, uh, say for example, you had um, a bunch of folks around you who are consistent naysayers who do not who uh, who throw you down uh, under the bus and who are stating that you cannot achieve which with some of the things what you believe in. What happens is um, you 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 lose the confidence. You do not have you you, you do not have the mindset to work towards it. All right. Um, Again, uh, environment plays a, a very important uh, role in your belief system. So uh, when you live in an environment which does not reinforce your beliefs, uh, it tends to damage your belief, right? Um, so that it, it is easier said than done, but it comes with continuous practice. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the things what you can definitely right. do uh, is um, you've got to work uh, on your confidence. Um, you've got to have... Uh, here's one of the tips which I consistently recommend or which I do as well uh, is writing down your beliefs. You know what? Uh, this is my belief and I'm going to work on it every day and reaffirming your belief. Um, and you, you, if you are able to break down your belief into a skill and just working on that skill, uh, it's going to add up or it's going to work. It's going to help you um, grow your belief day in and day out. Uh, could you talk to me about a time, either personally, professionally, or both, where you you did have that hit in belief that that took you down a little bit, or or there was a time that you didn't believe in yourself, and and more importantly, how did you get through that? So, um, so here's a question for you, uh, Joey. Is there any individual you think who may who may not who may not have gone through the situation? I think everybody must have gone through the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody would have a situation in their lives. Uh, for some, it may be in varying degree. A few, a lot of people uh, must be still going through it where um, they have a, a hit in their belief. Um, so that's the same case with me. I've had um, a lot of situations, both professionally and personally. Um, so when I let, let me talk a little bit about uh, I want to talk a little through a little bit of uh, I give a few examples specifically for people uh, and students who are, uh, students who are in colleges and then we can talk a little bit about uh, the kind of uh, challenges what I've had with my belief uh, in my professional life as well. Um, so I went on to study while uh, during my college days I went on to study. Uh, bachelor's in, in computer science. So while in college, I was so overwhelmed um, that when I completed, so it, com studying computer science by itself was a challenge for me uh, because of the academic background, what I came mm -hmm. from. Uh, not that, uh, it, it's just that I did not have a specific interest in computer science at that point in time. But anyways, uh, with the with the amazing uh, spotty career, spotty degree, what I have, uh, what I had uh, back then, when I came, when I graduated out of college, uh, I just uh, I, I did not finish my degree uh, in the stipulated four year time. So, um, what the challenge what I had is when mm -hmm. I came out, I knew nothing about uh, programming. All right, and I was in. Huge self-doubt while I was in college in my third year and my final year. 
because you need to have good grades when you come out of college. You need to have a good GPA uh, for you to get a good job. That's that's what I'd always thought about, right? And uh, so what happens mm-hmm. is um, in my third in my in my third and final year, I'm thinking, what is going to happen when I come out of college? And I'm in a huge self doubt. And I am very sure that there are lots of kids who are listening to this or students who are listening to this, who are in college, who are in a very similar situation. You know, um, and it's, it's very interesting that uh, you, brought, you asked this specific question. Uh, in my most recent trip, right, uh, this, this was a, a, a very interesting conversation. It's an audience of about uh, 300 or 400 students in one of the colleges, and there is uh, one student uh, right at the end of the presentation uh, or the session what we had, uh, she stands up, and in my presentation, I had stated that, you know what, I had a very spotty career, uh, very spotty uh, education. I didn't finish my degree in the stipulated four years. It took about almost seven years. A lot of people thought that I was doing my uh, master's program, and but I was I was still trying to uh, wade through my bachelor's program. So that student stood up and said, you know what, hey, uh, thank you for saying that because, you know what, I'm in a similar situation. I haven't completed my degree yet. And this gives me confidence that uh, it's just not about education, right? Um, had I, had I mm-hmm. seen somebody like that at that point in time, it would have given me um, a, a huge motivation and belief that, you know what, hey, there is success at the end of the road. I am going to do something. But anyways, what happened was um, I had a huge self-doubt that uh, what am I going to do after college, right? Because I didn't have the relevant skills for the degree what I studied in. Um, so at that time, I used to meet one uh, a friend's friend, and we used to get together over the weekends. And this uh, gentleman, he had already, while in college, he had already gotten a job, and he was working in a sales career. So we were talking about it, and one day he said, hey, you know what? And I, we, we were just joking around. Generally, you're not serious about your career at that point in time. We're just joking around. And he says, you know what? Hey, Sid, don't worry. Uh, I think you're really cut out for a sales career. It, it was just music to my ears. A, first of all, I felt that I think he's talking about the right thing. He is he has identified some skill which I have, um, which I have I wasn't able to see through, right? So it is so important to be in an ecosystem where people are able to tell you, hey, you know what, you got to. It's people are able to identify what is that unique talent what you possess, and you can hone into that talent, dig into that talent, and get to the next level uh, in that particular space, which you're really passionate about. So that's exactly what happened. Right? So, so it, 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 it immediately helped me uh, land a, a job in, in sales and uh, as a result of which I was able to continue my career. So I'm sure all the students go through this and um, that's why it is very important to have a buddy, a friend, a school, a professor, anybody who, is, who you're surrounded with uh, who can give you that kind of an uh, input on some of the skills what you may have, which you yourself are not looking at. So, so that's more from um, a, a, a personal standpoint uh, where several times, one of the examples where I could not believe in myself, I, I, ha- I was in self-doubt, uh, but later on, uh, it, it, it gave me a reinforcement to pursue that particular direction. So I started off my um, 
my career in selling computer education. Uh, from there, I got offered an opportunity into recruiting, which is to headhunt talent. Um, I knew how to headhunt talent, but I didn't know how to qualify them, whether they are good or bad. Because the kind of people whom I'm headhunting back then was computer programmers. All right, Although I had my education in computer programming, but I knew nothing about computer programming, zero. I can't line it. I can't code a... I, I wasn't in a position to write a single piece of code. That's that's how good I was. Um, so, anyways, what happens is um, the so when you are when I was offered this role as a technical recruiter, uh, my job, my core responsibility is headhunt talent and qualify them to see if they have technical abilities. All right. So here's what happens, and the, and I've I've got a stellar career in sales. All right. The reason why I wanted to give this example is uh, many of the list, uh, audience who are listening to this, they are going to be changing careers. And when you're changing careers, you are going to be in self-doubt. You may not be in a position because you will be you will be in self-doubt that am I, will I be able to perform this role in my um, with my best of abilities? Right? You may be able to perform this role, but do you are you going to be the best in that? All right. So, um, doing a sales career, and from sales, I'm getting into technical recruiting, completely a new uh, industry or a new field which I'm getting into. Um, so, what happens is, my so I get the job. They say, hey, so we, we are talking about headhunting in the interview. Throughout the interview, the entire focus was around headhunting. They never focused on some of the, uh, all the technical abilities, what you need to have. We go through this entire interview. We come out of it the next day. The manager says, hey, we, we are arranging a walk-in interview. There's going to be a whole bunch of technical programmers who are going to come in, and I want you to screen all these candidates and tell me who's good technically. Uh, did I have that ability? No, I did not have that ability. But what I did was the overnight, I had to sit and go through all the scripts in uh, how to quiz computer programmers about programming skills, programming abilities. Um, was I the best that day? I was not. I interviewed candidates along with my manager sitting by side with me, and I was interviewing candidates, asking questions, technical questions, wow. and I had to make ensure that they're giving right answers as well. Even if they say right answers or wrong answers, I would not know at that point in time because you can <laughs> you can ask a code, <laughs> but what kind of answer is he giving? Uh, fundamentally, would I know? No, because I wasn't good at programming. And my manager saw me, he was smiling, and then uh, after that, he said, <laughs> Hey, you know what? Um, you did an amazing job. He said. I said, uh, and I told him. I confided to him. I said, "This is a challenge. What I have." <laughs> he said, "I know that, but you still did good, right?" And just continue to hone in that skill. And that's it. Those were magic words, right? And I started believing in myself. You know what? Hey, no matter what, I would be able to. Uh, screen candidates that that should not be a problem at all and i start working in that skill and think about it an opportunity that was a game changer in my entire career uh, you just had the right manager who gave you that input and from there on in six months uh, my entire career went into uh, technology staffing and i was back then i was in india in six months from them i was in the u.s and then i had a thriving career moving on so why, why that story, um, I think how it can really connect with uh, the, the students and professionals who are listening to this is, um, 
it is about every individual will go through this when you're changing careers, when you're, when you're changing from a particular industry to another industry, uh, you are you will experience self-doubt. And the only way uh, you're gonna experience, uh, how you can go to, how you might be able to overcome is uh, a, a adequately preparing yourself uh, in that particular skill and having people around you who can really help you uh, just get over that. So in another, um, if I had to give, uh, 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 again, another challenge which I had to overcome uh, throughout my career, in, in the sense coming from the kind of background from where I came from and where it has led, right? Uh, starting my career in Trichy, uh, again, uh, with a computer science background, uh, with not a great uh, educational qualification, starting as a, a sales executive, selling computer education, right? Uh, the way it works is how do you attract uh, people to come and join computer education uh, back in the day? This is like 25 years ago, what I'm talking about. Uh, preliminary form of advertising. What you see uh, even right now mm -hmm. is there are some, um, um, you, you have those billboards, the small ones which are on the, um, on this, uh, near the walkways, right? For for a restaurant, for a salon, hey, uh, stop into our shop. You saw those, you see the small placards on the walkways, right? So So back in the day, Mm -hmm. It used to be, it's called a small holdings, right? Mm -hmm. So these are banners which are made. So what we used to do is you, um, I used to go and tie it midnight uh, in front of colleges, attracting students to come and uh, join computer education. Starting from there, you know, um, and then uh, wor like working there um, uh, for, for almost like two and a half, three years in India. And then from there until 2007 uh, to jumpstart a business, um, to, to really think about um, uh, being entrepreneurial and start a business, working from home for two years, and then in 13 years, uh, building a company to over 2,700 people uh, globally, taking it from zero to $180 million in revenue with no external investment, no capital infusion, no line of credit, um, and building four other businesses um, uh, in in solutions and products and blockchain, I honestly did not believe I could do that. Do this now. All of this, what has happened? Uh, it's just the environment and people who are around me uh, who made me believe this. Mm. That's how it happened. So, environment, people, uh, I think, may are the biggest um, influencers in in helping you believe in yourself. Here's, in, in parting, this is what I would say um, and as a parting note. Um, first of all, why are we doing this podcast? We are cheerleaders. We are here to inspire you. We are here to uh, positively motivate you and give you adequate input in, in inputs in terms of how you can be successful. But in a belief system, um, it, 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 has, uh, it has contributors like intrinsic and extrinsic. From an extrinsic perspective, I want you to think, uh, each and every individual uh, who is listening to this podcast to think, how is it that we can help bolster somebody's belief system? So go be positive folks who are actually helping somebody in their belief system and it will go a long way uh, in your belief system as well. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you took something away from today's episode. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new content. And though the episode is over, the conversation still continues. Connect with Sid or I if you've got any questions you want featured on the show. 
Our socials are linked in the podcast description. Next time, we're going to be talking about how to develop a learning mindset. This episode is produced by the Audiographies team, edited and mastered by Jacob Simulian, hosted by me, Denor Sapolia, and the music is by Keenan Willis and Yolanda Weathers. We'll see you in the next one.